Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Bonnie Raitt, today's um, her birthday, is that right? Louis Rafino, the great 70, Bonnie Raitt. 74, the great Bonnie Raitt. 74. She looks about she's 74, so. She can sing, though. Yes. But I like Bonnie Tyler more because I like that song, um, Total Eclipse of the sing Heart. Sing it. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, no. Yes, you are. When we play Maybe it, later you'll I will. You'll, you'll but when, you say, uh, when you play it later, I'll sing You're it. You're going to sing But I've got more important stuff to do right now, Louis. Do you realize that last night there were historic victories in Nassau County out on Long Island despite 100,000 more registered Democrats? Democrats are changing their tune. You heard Jackie Goldschneider just now, folks. I can no longer vote for a party that includes Rashida Tlaib. Alan Dershowitz is coming up at 915. He has come a pubic hair close to saying the same thing. He better say it today. It's enough already, folks. You cannot be a Jew, really anyone, but really a Jew in this country and vote Democrat. And Nassau County, not just Jews, but a whole bunch of them have come to that crashing realization despite being outnumbered. With that said, here's a Nassau County resident in my lifetime, along with Rudy Giuliani, the best politician in the history of New York, former congressman, Homeland Security leader, the great Peter King. Pete, good morning. How are you? I said I'm doing great. After last night, I mean, Joe Cairo and the Republicans, as you were saying, there's 100,000 more Democrats. Uh, there are areas in Nassau County. We are not uh, reelected as supervisor in North Hempstead since 1989. We were North Hempstead, Hempstead, City of Glen Cove. We swept the city council in uh, Long Beach. We increased the supermajority on the county legislature. And I tell you, what it shows, I think, is you have to be strong and disciplined. And politics is a full-time, 24-7, 365-day uh, uh, operation. You can't just jump in at the end. You can't just appear out of nowhere. Uh, you have to have a solid, sustained campaign. I mean, Joe Cairo and John McLaughlin is their main pollster. They are polling throughout the year. They're seeking out candidates that are known in the community, candidates that are articulate, candidates that can make the point. Candidates that aren't going to go off on their own for the sake of going off on their own. You can be independent, but you can't be a uh, you know freelancer. And it was great. I mean, we won seats. The first time I ran for Congress, show you how things have changed. In 1992, it was a close election. When I when the first votes came in and I lost the city of Long Beach by two to one, we thought that was a great victory. To get 33% of the vote in Long Beach was considered a victory. And, then, and, and they 
ended up winning and I only about 8,000 votes. But that's how that's how Democrat Long Beach is. We won all three wow. seats last night. And again, of the guys we were at, one was a, a former NYPD, another former FDNY. These are regular people, not partisans per se, but tough law and order, tough against the uh, migrants. Last night, Bruce Blakeman spoke at the big rally we had. And he said, Nassau County will never become a sanctuary county. And Cairo, had every night there was something going on. We had massive rallies Saturday morning, Monday night, all day yesterday, the whole uh, headquarters operation. We had headquarters all over Nassau County, getting people out to vote. It's tough. We have 100,000 more Democrats. We have a hostile media. We have changing demographics, any way you want to put it. And yet Nassau being larger than 10 or 11 states, I think it's so we can win. If we focus and just don't go off in different directions, and uh, but you got to be tough. You got, as you said before, unfortunately, not all Republican candidates end up being that articulate. Cairo puts them through. They come in. One time we didn't do it, it was with George Santos, and he was a Queens candidate. We got stuck with. That's the only mistake that Cairo has made. It really wasn't his because he was. He was saying it was not a town candidate because Queens was. Well, by the way, it. you can say what you want about George Santos, but he is very articulate. He was on with me a couple of days ago. He did a great interview. Great. Oh, really? <laughs> he, he, he can talk his way out of anything. We'll <laughs> I know. But, but, I wanna, but also, Ed, Ed, even, though he, even though he wasn't running, Anthony Giesposito was a key part of his campaign. Yeah, yeah. He was everywhere. He's like an animal, that guy. He goes everywhere. Campaigning. I love him. And he gave the best speech last night. I thought of all the winning candidates, he wasn't even running. But his speech last night. At the, uh, uh, the, uh, the midnight rally we had after the Celebrate was the best. Well, he actually stayed home. He's going to join me in about 37 minutes. He went back Great. to D.C. at 6 a.m. this morning. But he stayed home last night, Anthony, despite knowing there was going to be a vote. He found out later to censure Talib because right. he placed the uh, Long Island priority above what's going on in D.C. So he does love that area. He's a great kid. So let me ask you this. 100,000 more Democrats. Republicans win everywhere. Do you attribute that, uh, Peter King, to Democrats staying home or to even Democrats now voting Republican, some of them? I would say it's a combination of, uh, first of all, Republicans being more enthused, uh, Democrats being less enthused, and some actually turning. Yeah, especially in like the five towns and the uh, uh, Jewish communities, they are shocked by what they're seeing. I mean, uh, in the past, I mean, despite differences I would say 95% of both parties strongly supported Israel. There may be a disagreement, you know, Netanyahu should do this, Rabin should do this, uh, you know, Barack should do this, but it was never anti-Israel. It was always an honest uh, debate. Now this this anti-Israel hostility and somehow the fact that the media and Democrats are treating this, well, you know, they're against Israel, we're for it, we have to try to... No, there's there's no two sides to this issue. The, the The only side is Israel has to win. You can have some discussion of the exact tactics, but to be saying there should be a pause or a timeout or uh, a, a ceasefire is madness. And to talk about genocide, you know, if you said, if you're running for office and you made one racist remark, you'd be banned for life. If you if you were a cheerleader in high school and you're 14 years old and you said something that now can be considered racist, you lose your college scholarship. Meanwhile, these people are out there blasting Jewish people every day. Yeah. I mean, accusing Jews of genocide. That That is a sacrilege to say that. I, I mean, if I said about blacks or gays what Rashida Tlaib and, and, and Omar say every day, I'd, I'd never work again. I mean, I probably would because John Katsimatidis doesn't care what people say and my advertisers would never never bail on me no matter what. But to your point, it's true. They, they get away 
with nastiness, but it's good to see that Anthony D'Esposito and the other members of Congress uh, censured uh, Talib last night. And, and let me tell you, folks, there was uh, uh, more than 20 Democrats, more than 20 Democrats who agreed to censure her, too, not just Republicans. So it looks like, like you're talking about, Peter, and we've talked about this morning with Brian Kilmeade as well, People are waking up, and uh, despite another bad day for Republicans in New York yesterday, even around the country, I mean, Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia, this uh, may be very, very good news for Trump in 2024. But, but going back to yesterday, another bad day for the Republicans. So I guess the real question is, are people waking up or not? I hope so. And I tell you, I left out one element that really helped us in Nassau County, New York City. Now, we are right there. The west end of Nassau County is bordering right on New York City. And that showed the biggest increase in Republican votes and Republican strength for the, those communities along the border. Because they see what it's like. And they see all those homos lined up at Creedmoor right across the street from them. They see what's going on. They see the crossover crime that can happen. They know what's going on in the city. So they feel it more than anyone. We do well all over the county. But I saw the greatest impact coming from the west end of Nassau County that borders New York City. They see New York City falling apart. They see New York State falling apart. And they see Bruce Blakeman making it clear time and time again that Nassau County will never be a sanctuary county. Also, to give credit to my neighbor, Ed Romaine, big victory. We've had a uh, Suffolk County uh, executive who's been Democrat for eight years. He was term limited. Ed Romaine came in, won by 14 points, 57% of the vote in Suffolk County, which had been a few years ago, the, the legislature and the DA and the county executive were all Democrat. Now they're Republican. Same thing in Nassau County. We took back in the last three years under Joe Cairo, the county executive, the uh, county DA with Ann Donnelly, supervisor in Hempstead, supervisor in North Hempstead. And these are big deals. Hempstead's 800,000 people. It's bigger than five states. So supervisor sounds like the guy you know, running the local park. Supervisor, that's a big, it's a big deal in Nassau County. And they have real power. So we have... When all of this, we got to keep it. We can't screw it up because the demographics are not going to be going with us. The media is not going to be going with us. And uh, the odds are going to be against us all the time. That's Joe Cairo's attitude. He always figures the odds are against him. He never quits. My pollster, John McLaughlin, polls for Joe. When I say pollster, he spots issues before they arise. This guy is amazing what he's been able to do. So we, uh, we're in great shape, but we can't. I mean, Cairo's already called meetings. You know, for next year's campaign. I love that. It's nuts. Love it. No, I love it. That's why, listen, that's why Long Island, uh, you are what you are. I'm very proud of Long Island. I mean, really proud of Long Island. You're seeing King Umberto's. King Umberto's, baby. That's, I know, that's uh, kind of like the uh, Bergen Hunt and Fish Club for John Gotti. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great restaurant. And, And look, again, I'm very proud of Long Island. I'm thrilled to death. Fred Romaine. I personally thought that Steve Ballone was a very, very shady character, and he was a Democrat anyway. So I congratulate Long Island, but there is one minute piece of information on Long Island that's not great, which I did discuss with Brian Kilmeade earlier, and that is uh, not everywhere, but a couple of places in both counties, schools, and by the 110, we're seeing some swastikas uh, out there. What, what is that all about? Yeah, well, oh. You know, one time is in Suffolk County. Listen, Suffolk County is a great county. So I, I, I can happen anywhere, I guess. That that was in, Nassau, in uh, Suffolk County, not Nassau. I can tell you, Pat Ryder has more cops deployed at temples around Nassau County. I was with Pat all day Monday. I was with him quite a bit yesterday. They are looking at this co- so carefully. There are different events that are coming up that they're monitoring extremely carefully. 
there's a believe me a lot of background work going on in there. So those temples and mosques for that matter too. I mean, Ryan does not want anything breaking out anywhere, but we are particularly aware of the threat of anti-Semitism. And so far, and anything can happen. So far, things are very much under control in Nassau County. Uh, Pat Ryder and Bruce Blakeman would not allow anything else. There'd be no equivocation at all, believe me. You got a big uh, pro-Palestinian rally coming up, though, don't you? There's one coming up, and believe me, that is going to be watched very, very carefully, and it's, uh, there'll be no way it's going to be getting out of control. And uh, Are you going to go there and get into fights and stuff? That will be great, Pete. <laughs> Start throwing down. Come on, Pete. You still got it in you. You was Sid Rosenberg, man. That'll really get going. <laughs> By the way, Sid, if I go, I want you to go with me because as much as they hate me, they will hate you a lot more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, they Listen, King, Rosenberg, not even close. And I want them to hate me. I want, I want to go there with you and cause a whole ruckus. But then y'all will get mad, so I'm going to stay home. But on a serious note, I'm proud of you, Peter King. I'm proud of Joe Cairo. I'm proud of Long Island. Way to go, Ed Romain. Uh, all those other seats you talked about, Hempstead. We've got uh, Blakeman and Romain now. We've got Republicans. Uh, Long Island is uh, red. Long Island is red. And if the rest of the country would follow suit, I promise you we'd be a much better place. So hopefully you guys you guys kind of uh, set the table, if you will. Well, Joe, Joe Cairo is now appointed uh, to the National Committee. He's, he's a National Republican Committeeman, you know, dealing in Washington on, on these issues. So hopefully, you know, they listen to him. Most important of all, I think congratulate Danielle. God, I mean, to be able to run. I thought she'd run away from you. <laughs> That's how she got to be so fast, running away from me. But, but in all seriousness, thank you for saying that, Peter. She loves you. I know you love her, too. And it was um, very emotional to watch out, especially I was standing with Steve Sharippa because his yeah. wife, Laura, finished about the same time as Danielle, right by the finish line as our ladies uh, came through. And it was it's always special to watch. So thank you for that, I Peter. I've known Steve a few years. I met his wife this summer at dinner. What a, what a great lady she is. And of course, I, I was getting nervous listening to her, describing the training for the marathon. I was, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's run a bunch. I think uh, that was her fourth, Danielle's sixth. But either way, Sharippa and his family treat that uh, very, very seriously. He's a terrific guy, like you said. And I know you love Blue Bloods. His first marathon. If yeah. he runs one, I'll run one. <laughs> I don't know. But I know you love that show, Blue Bloods, uh, Peter. You've been on the oh, set. Yeah. I, I love Blue Bloods. Yeah, I met them all. Selick, obviously Steve, Johnny uh, uh, Wahlberg's a great, great guy. I mean, they're great, really good people. They really are. Sometimes you meet people in person, you find out they're jerks. Uh, they, one of them could not be nicer than the other. They are really, really good people. The producers, the direct, everybody. It's, it's, and to me, it stands for, you know, that night at uh, your event with Bill O'Reilly, says the only television show he watches is Blue Bloods. It's true. No, it is uh, far and away, I think, at this point, the best show on TV. Hey, Peter, another excellent, not good, excellent appearance. I love you to death. Thank you so much, Peter King. Thank you. And make sure you say hello to Anthony for me. He was terrific. He was a star last night. He was terrific. I will tell him you say that. Anthony D'Esposito coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll talk to Alan Dershowitz first. So another exciting hour with two major guests about to come your way as we wrap up at the 8 o'clock hour with the great Congressman Peter King.